Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us uh, Mr. Mudit uh, Dandwate, who is the co-founder of Dozi, uh, which is India's first AI-based contactless remote patient monitoring system. Uh, and it's also an early warning system. Uh, hi, Mr. Mudit. Welcome to ELI. Thanks a lot, Priya. Pleasure to be here. And... Uh... Pleasure to be amongst your, uh, you know, list of very, uh, you know, renowned guests as well. So thanks a lot. It's it's our pleasure also to have you here. Uh, I would request you to introduce yourself to our audience uh, and introduce in a way, uh, talk about your early life. Uh, how was your childhood? Where did you uh, study? And uh, prior to entrepreneurship, what all things did you do? Uh, that that led you to become a founder yeah hi i am mudit i am ceo and co-founder of dozi prior to this uh, i was born and brought up in uh, gwalior madhya pradesh uh, a small town in the heart of india uh, and after completing my 12th grade uh, i uh, went to iit bombay uh, i chose mechanical engineering because my passion was into cars uh, in IIT, I actually uh, joined uh, a, a, a team where we used to build full-scale, uh, you know, Formula One-style cars and used to race mm -hmm. uh, internationally as well. And in my four years, I built four race cars and then also worked on some very interesting projects like uh, a, a cricket bat, then... Uh, uh, you know, lots of projects we did, uh, which also uh, were launched commercially as well later. Mm -hmm. uh, and then joined a company called Altair Engineering. And we were working uh, to, you know, uh, create mechanical simulation softwares uh, to help uh, improve the high performance car uh, designs and so on. Mm -hmm. So that used to be my, uh, you know, bread and butter at that time. And during that, I was exposed to a lot of sensing technology, AI, ML. And decided that, you know, what we are doing, uh, you know, if this can be applied uh, to human health, it can be uh, wonderful. And that's where, you know, Dozi also started. Got you. Uh, before, before I uh, start talking about Dozi, uh, you, you spoke about cricket bat. Uh, I can understand uh, cars, racing cars. But what did you do with cricket bat? So uh, it was a very interesting project. We actually, uh, you know, bat was there we redesigned the edges in that way and once the ball hits the bat right mm -hmm. uh, the edge uh, the the catch you know falls uh, much before the wicket keeper so the reaction time is much lesser it was in fact approved by mcc and later launched also right and it was uh, you know also bought by legendzer as well later oh wow is it in use already uh, in uh, in the modern day cricket yeah, yeah, I think it also came into use as well. Oh, wow. So, uh, tell us a bit uh, about Dozi. Uh, I kind of mentioned in a very technical way, contactless remote patient monitoring system. Right. Uh, but I don't uh, I don't understand what, what is the meaning mm -hmm. of that. So, tell us about yeah. how, how, how does it work, what it means in the first hand. Yeah. So, what we have created is a proprietary technology. So, it's a thin sheet of sensor that goes under the mattress. And without even touching the human body, uh, right, we monitor all aspects of human health, like heart rate, respiration, blood pressure, SpO2 temperature, and so on, continuously. 
and if there is any kind of anomaly then ai engine you know flags it and you know sends the alert to the clinicians nurses and so on so that they can take a corrective action in time where right now this is being applicable is actually hospitals right outside icus uh, the standard of care is pretty much that you know all these monitoring is done manually by the nurses every 4 to 6 hours mm -hmm. which is actually suboptimal a lot of you know adverse event do happen in hospitals because of you know this uh, you know manual spot checks which are there what dozy does is entirely automates this entire process it not only reduces the burden on nurses and staff but also improves the patient safety because you are under monitoring continuously and if there is any changes it alerts the staff in time so that they can take a corrective action quickly and save lives right so that's how dozy works right now we are functional in more than 300 hospitals across india as well okay so the way i see it uh, the problem is pretty straight forward there is a existing problem and your product is bang on catering to the problem um but how does it work what's the technology in place uh, uh there is a ai ml uh, angle to it how is it uh, who, so, so what are the different components uh, behind the scene no yeah very interesting question right so i i briefly touched upon uh, race cars right remember mm. uh, so actually what dozy actually uses is some inspiration from there we use some uh, vibration sensors right these vibration sensors are placed under the mattress uh, under the heart of the patient and in every smallest of vibration that heart or respiration or body movements are creating even mm -hmm. when individual heart walls are also moving it captures that and then we use machine learning and ai to convert this uh, you know bio uh, this signal of vibrations into different biomarkers right so that's how dozy actually works so it mm -hmm. makes the entire piece of you know health monitoring which is typically a very cumbersome process you have to put wires electrodes cuffs and what not right if mm -hmm. you know you would have seen, uh, patients in icu and all, all that it makes it very easy because it's just you lie down on the bed without even touching it is monitoring all that with clinical grade accuracy as well right in fact dozy is fda 510k cleared uh, so it is uh, you know following all the best of the norms uh, when it comes to clinical grade accuracies and so on as well mm -hmm. so heart rate is it the only parameter that you uh, capture or any other parameters heart rate respiration blood pressure oxygen saturation temperature ecg it's every parameter that you know typically you would monitor in a icu right those monitors all of that so all of these uh, like a blood pressure you can you can uh, um, you know monitor right. without without even you know that much without even touch Okay. In fact, wow. this is we are world's first to do that, right? Gotcha. So, uh, just curious to know if uh, if there are any similar systems or similar technologies uh, out there in Western markets. Uh, how how did we get the inspiration to build such a system? Actually, so there has been you know a lot of research which has been done on that, uh, hmm. right? And not just now. there have been some century old research papers also on this uh, frankly ballistic cardiography the core science that we use is almost 100 120 years old uh, right that's the fun part of it but after ecg and you know some of these you know more sophisticated sensor games which are portable mm -hmm. this 
entire research went for a toss but now that you know sensing technology is much more improved our processing power is much better we decided to take this up uh, as a small experiment but the results were phenomenal right and as we continued building on that today you know we are at par with icu grade equipment without even touching the patient as well right mm. so the so inspiration was there a lot of research which was there uh, but you know there is no such you know direct similar like to like product which is doing something similar mm. how did you come up with this idea it's a very interesting idea and uh, uh, i don't think you have a background into medicine uh so what was the you know eureka moment when you thought like yeah let's build this so it was partly so why the trigger for this was actually a a mishap in the family uh when i learned that you know one of my close family members uh you know had gone into quite a severe condition right and nurses uh, and basically because of this manual spot check the staff figuring it out pretty late about it that really created a big situation uh, out there that's where i thought that you know if you know we could avoid that for all sorts of patient it will be great right and how i could use my acumen my knowledge of sensors technology to actually help build this that was the start of it post that uh, there was also one accident one very interesting one in fact so uh while we were trying out these sensors we had actually not thought of making it uh you know under the mattress system right it was actually made like a sheet uh but you know our dog was very naughty right so to save it from that dog we kept it under the mattress the dog went and slept on the same mattress we then when we were back we saw that you know the signals were being captured perfectly mm-hmm. and that's how it dozy became contactless right so it is thanks to the dog uh right this became a uh, contactless as well right so yeah so you you uh, st- thought of building uh, something that will solve your problem and then you landed up on this idea uh, and you built something using your knowledge of sensors and um, knowledge of uh, technology but then uh, building is one thing uh, selling is the other part of entrepreneurship you have to Uh, make it. Uh, you you have to market it uh, in a proper way so that uh, there is adoption. There is a, a commercial uh, angle to it. So how did you go about that? How did you sell your product? Where did you approach? Where did you go? Uh, and uh, I think there there has to be a manufacturing uh, process uh, to be set up uh, so that you know you can you can produce it at scale. So how how did you figure out these challenges? so frankly manufacturing at scale was not a big challenge for us given that you know i come from that background uh, of building things right so i knew how to get things done at scale we already had few relationships as well uh, from my earlier career so i knew that part but as you mentioned you know commercialization is a bigger problem especially in medical technology which is highly regulated industry Hmm. it also has a pathway in you know getting the regulations and so on so we did all of that it took us almost 5 years uh, to do the perfect the technology ensure that it is as good as medical uh, as icu grade technology get all the regulatory certifications and so on and first we had actually launched it for home users 
and it was fairly successful right and we were able uh, to you know deliver good service we were building it organically and at that very moment you know came covid which changed the entire aspect of the uh, you know how healthcare uh, systems were right because uh, the infrastructure was very limited there was not enough icu bed there were not enough beds and so on and while that we pivoted and we basically converted our solution which was more towards home towards hospital and i think that was a very important moment for us because you know that really defined how dozy uh, evolved after that right because that directly addressed a problem which was there that you know there were not enough nurses uh, out there at that time it was infectious disease so they could not go near the patient and with a remote patient monitoring system like what was dozy and early warning system we could flag exactly which patient was at risk so much lesser nurses were required to manage a bigger ward and that really proved that concept and same thing we then took in non covid as well uh, right and basically made sure that you know in every patient bed now our campaign is her bed dozy bed and mm. our vision is that right that now every patient bed every patient is at risk so every patient in 21st century should be a monitored patient uh, mm. right and that's what we are you know driving it all across so uh, i am sure uh, building um, uh, such a complex product and you know uh, selling it uh, is it, a big task uh, i am sure there would be multiple challenges that you would have faced along the way so tell us about some of the biggest challenges you have faced while building and growing this venture i think one of the biggest challenges right is of course you know at in early stages when you don't have anything at that time getting that momentum traction right that's the more how to get our first customer how to get that first hospital to try this mm. uh product uh and take it seriously because you know they are already doing something and they are you know quite busy in their own lives they don't want to try out anything new mm. which is unproven uh in the market and convincing them to do it uh right and then see the benefit take it seriously implement uh that into their protocol i think those are you know few of the biggest challenges which are there and then you know of course the bigger challenge that comes after that is that doing it at scale when you are done it with one hospital two hospital maybe you know by uh you know sheer brute force but then doing it at scale doing it for 100 hospitals doing it for now 1000 hospitals right that's the challenge that we are after So I think every step that you are on in the entrepreneurship ladder is a challenge in itself. I can't pinpoint one. Uh, I think every day was a new challenge altogether. Hmm. I I understand. Uh, you are in a scale up phase now. You are just you know trying to um go reach more and more beds and more and more hospitals. But what are the future plans in terms of a product? What kind of a product you are uh. planning to become what are the different improvements and uh, you know feature enhancement that you are planning so we are uh, you know see primarily dozy is a data uh, science company right and we are planning uh, you know a lot of algorithm so the data that we are uh, you know getting with bcg with uh, vibration data a lot more can be done than just the vibrate than the vitals part of it right like meaning things like uh, sleep apnea 
detection of fall whether a patient is going to develop a, uh, something like a bed sore mm. right? so these are some of the algorithms that you know we are actively building uh, right now and uh, you know in we are in a process of testing it uh, clinically and once they are uh, you know proven we are going to launch that very soon in the market as well right so those are some of the pathways so we are going to enrich these sensors with more and more parameters algorithms and that's what we are trying to do okay and uh, curious to know one last thing uh, what, what is the uh, uh, funda behind the naming dozy what what, what is, how did you come up with that name what's the meaning behind that yeah so idea is that you know generally and typically people as in you know you see health monitoring can be as easy as just lying down on the bed and sleeping hmm. sleeping ka synonym is dozing and dozing say i are dozing so that's how it goes got it now now we want to speak a little bit about your personal journey as an entrepreneur uh, so tell us uh, how did you you know when did you think of uh, becoming an entrepreneur and uh, how was there a you know uh, time in your journey when when entrepreneurship bug came to you it was not like aisa kuch ki you know i had to become an entrepreneur or something like that right it was more of wanted to do something which can create a difference right and this was you know for me that time was the day i turned 24 right at that time i thought that you know next 15 years are the highest energy period of the life Hmm. and if i could use this period to you know do something which can create a difference uh, right will mean a lot that will be the best use of my energy and hmm. that was the moment i decided that you know let let's try doing something uh, you know different if if successful it is going to change the world for better right and now you know i can proudly say with you know whatever still very early in the journey i would say but you know when now dozy works we directly save lives right on an average on a daily basis dozy is generating close to about 30 to 40 life saving alerts and mm-hmm. that's the big uh, you know I, therefore i can sleep a sound sleep today right that you know dozy is doing this mm-hmm. it is saving lives uh, which is the mission that you know i i really started it with mm-hmm. okay so uh, i think uh, the entrepreneur's job uh, is a multi skill job so you, you need to know how to build you know need to know how to sell people management uh, accounting ev- everything comes together then uh, it forms a entrepreneur so uh, i think when you started you you had probably one or two skills uh, uh, you you knew how to build uh, probably how to sell how did you you know acquire the other skills that, that are there in entrepreneurship so i so i i actually partly disagree with you right mm-hmm. entrepreneurship is not about all the skills and all of that it's not that complicated frankly mm-hmm. okay it's only two things one is ownership right and second is self belief and third is basically that you know at the end of it that spirit which is required the energy part of it these three things is what in my opinion makes an entrepreneur right everything else is you know are all outcomes ki bechna kaisa hai aur accounting and all that right is all you know outcomes and 
if you can ask the right set of question you can assemble right set of people mm. i think all is sorted then right mm. that uh, entrepreneurship is that ownership mm. is prime most in that right that if it is yours now you learn it maybe if you are not good at good in that you will do it bad two times you will do it not nicely third mm. time you will do it nice right but that's okay Mm. uh right that's it uh at the end of it so yeah i think it's not that difficult from that perspective okay so the first two times you may not do it nicely and sometimes we as an entre- as an entrepreneur we fail uh in our job we go through failures probably sometimes we Correct. we don't do accounting uh, well we d- we don't do marketing well we fail so any such Correct. big failures that you have gone through as an entrepreneur uh, and how how did you manage with that lots actually right as in it's a constant process of iteration is that only right failures and mm-hmm. you know right from algorithms right as in first step is that the first core sensor we made not the first sensor started working right away mm-hmm. right it had to be iterated like almost 50 times to get it working hmm. same goes with algorithm right data started coming but it was all garbage and garbage out right at the end of it from there to getting it to give clinical grade meaningful value it was all iteration it was more hmm. failures than success actually hmm. right then came failures of pitching right we started pitching wrong messaging right everyone was telling no that you know this is not what we need and all of that we were not getting the right uh nerve over there of the mm. need of the customer but after you know doing iterations we figured out ki ha okay this is what works then same started working and resonating with more that's how we learned mm-hmm. i think it is more about failure and learning from them than actually the successes successes is eventually what happens the outcome of it but failure is the process okay uh, speaking of clinical grade data i think any ai system when you build initial phase till you till you reach a point uh, your data is uh, not not up to the mark so you give error uh, error results uh, and that that's how you also uh, become more accurate as a ai system you you uh, the uh, you kind of minimize the errors until you reach the accurate point so how did you manage the, that that phase like uh, you are supposed to get data you have to get more and more data to refine your system till you make it yeah. mark uh, viable uh, for the market how did you manage that that phase so that we did by you know doing a lot of clinical trials so we did in the initial phase itself we did clinical tie ups with hospitals like nimhans jaydeva right aims uh, where we collected a lot of data for our algorithms both our data as well as the ground truth as well and then we iterated through that to you know build the algorithms and this was not an easy phase it took us almost 5 years as i mentioned right and even today as well right we are pushing the limits even further we are good but you know how can we make it even better right that's uh, the next level question Uh, so even today as well our research mode is always on and we are making it even better uh, so if we have done heart rate how can we now use this same set of sensor to actually also do sleep apnea or heart failure or fall detection or bed sore 
Right. So those are next set of questions that you know we keep on asking. And research is a constant, you know, and dozy. Got you. Uh, what would you say uh, uh, as an entrepreneur? Uh, I think every day you make mistakes and learn lessons. So what would you say are some of the biggest lessons that you have learned during your entrepreneurial journey that uh, we can take away and probably apply to our ventures as well? Yeah, hard question. Uh, but probably if I had to list few, I think first and foremost that I really believe in is uh do not delay decisions right if you know the delay doesn't help anything right the decision can be right or wrong but mm -hmm. an action which is not taken right doesn't mean anything whatsoever uh right because even if you have taken a wrong decision you can then correct it mm -hmm. uh if you have taken it you see that you know you are you have not done correctly then you can go and correct it later but you know delay means nothing uh, right, it's just a waste. Second is that time is the most valuable resource. I think this is you know same as first. Do not delay. Uh, right, everything else can be brought back, but not time. Uh, right, money can come. Uh, everything else, right, everything else can you know be brought back except time. Right, so that's the most valuable resource. Respect that and ensure that you know you are using your time very judiciously uh and you know making most of it as well and last is be transparent uh lots of you know hard decisions need to be taken across the journey uh, as you go you have to make choices which can be hard also at times be transparent be fair grounded and be high in self-belief right that you have started all of this with a mission with mm -hmm. a vision and you know it should be very clear that you know what you are up to and for that whatever it takes right you have to do keep on doing it till you achieve the final outcome that you set to do that's it my final question tell us what is the meaning of entrepreneurship for you how would you define the term entrepreneur uh, answer in a short way in two three sentences max yeah i think i answered that uh, earlier but i'll reiterate that yeah. for me entrepreneurship is ownership firstly Second, high energy to deliver that ownership, self-belief, right? And basically ability to ask right questions to ourselves and to others. Right? That is in nutshell entrepreneurship. Awesome. So on this note, uh, we, we have reached the end of the session. Thanks for your time, uh, Mudit. And it was a pleasure to have you on the platform and our best wishes for Dozi. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.